I would not eat green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam, I am. I'll never call it a sandwich. It's a hamburger. Now that is a man who has eaten a lot of beef. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today we're talking about food. One of my favorite topics. I know, I say that all the time. Oh, this is one of my favorite topics. Well, this is one of my favorite topics. Okay, so movies, music, TV, games, food. Yeah, I like a lot of things. And I like to talk too, obviously. But today we're going back to food. We don't have a recipe for you today. I know we've talked about food before, and I know I've given you recipes before, and you can look at the older episodes for those if you'd like. But today, it's just kind of reminiscing, because I got to thinking about what we eat and how we eat these days. And what we eat and how we eat is very, very different from the way it was when I was growing up. I've mentioned this in the past. When I was a kid, we had three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And dinner was always a sit-down dinner, and we always set the table. We always had the little appetizer thing. We always had the main course, and we always had dessert. And dinner was for conversation and recapping the day and being together as a family. When my kids were younger, I still tried to maintain that dinner time aura, I guess is the best way to put it. But because of work schedules, because of the demands on our time, Taking the time to prepare a full-blown home-cooked meal was not always easy or possible. So we would have our sit-down dinner, but often with takeout, often with delivery. Sometimes it was a frozen meal we prepared. But I know not everybody has sit-down dinners anymore. Dinners are on the go, if you eat dinner at all. Sometimes you're grabbing snacks on the way to the gym or ballet practice or the football game. It's a different world now. So I wanted to share with you some of the foods that we used to eat. Because as a result of the changes in our society, we don't eat a lot of things that I grew up with. Now, to be fair, some of that is because the food I grew up with is not necessarily good for you. I'm thinking of Spam, for instance. Oh yes, meat in a can. That's always a very healthy, very nutritious choice. We did have Spam in our house. My mom did try to get us to eat it. And occasionally we did. I mean, when you're hungry and that's all there is, you eat what you're given. That's what happened. If mom was making Spam for lunch, we had Spam for lunch. That was it. You know, that was basically it for every meal. What mom was making, that's what we ate. If we didn't want to eat it, guess what? We were hungry. When I was growing up, we didn't do these a la carte menus. Oh, you'd like chicken nuggets? You'd like hot dogs? You'd like pizza? Okay. No. If mom was making meatloaf, we had meatloaf. That was it. What I was going to do is break up the day, because of course you start your day with breakfast. And I've talked about breakfast before. My standard breakfast when I was a kid, cold cereal. Whatever was on sale, or cornflakes. Yeah, we didn't pay bust-out retail for cereal. My dad wasn't going to pay money for a box of sugar, unless it was on sale. And of course we loved the Fruit Loops, the Apple Jacks, the Fruity Pebbles. Back then they were called Sugar Smacks. Now I think they've changed them to Honey Smacks because they're much more nutritious when you call them that. Frosted Flakes used to be Sugar Frosted Flakes. They're still frosted with the same stuff, they just don't tell you that anymore. But yeah, we had Sugar Frosted Flakes, Sugar Pops, not Corn Pops, they're Corn Pops now. Sugar Pops when I was a kid. We rarely got those because they were rarely on sale, but boy, I love those Sugar Pops. But in addition to the cold cereal, occasionally we'd get oatmeal. Now I was trying to remember how often we got oatmeal. Obviously not much oatmeal in the summer. But I do remember in the wintertime, we would have oatmeal. 
The other thing we'd have, another hot cereal, and you don't see this one very much anymore. You can still buy it, because I still do. You can find something called cream of wheat, which is basically oatmeal except made with wheat. Nowadays, you can find all this stuff in those instant packets. You put it in a bowl, put it in the microwave. When I was a kid, there weren't any microwaves. At least, not that we had. I mean, they existed. We just didn't have them. That was one of those, I don't need a microwave. We've got an oven and a stove. What do we need another appliance for? Thanks, Dad. When we ultimately did get a microwave, my mom wouldn't let me stand in front of it. Oh, no. I want to have grandchildren one day. She didn't want us standing in front of the microwave. But that's a separate story. When I was a kid, if you wanted oatmeal or if you wanted cream of wheat, you had to make it on the stove. You had to pull out a pan. You had to put the stuff in the pan, the oats or the cream of wheat and the milk or the water, whatever you were cooking it with. And then you had to time it out on the stove to make sure it was cooked right. And I liked oatmeal. It was a change of pace. And it was warm on a cold winter day. A nice warm bowl of oatmeal was a good way to start the day. I also loved the cream of wheat. I actually liked the cream of wheat better than the oatmeal. And I was a weird kid. I also liked it when mom made it when there was lumps in it. Yes, I liked lumpy cream of wheat. It's supposed to be smooth, but if you don't stir it as much, you get little lumps in it. And I was a strange little ranger. I liked my lumpy cream of wheat. Don't ask me why. I have no idea. I just loved the little lumps. Mmm. Mmm, these are good. I don't know why I liked them, but I did, and I still do. Now, of course, when you had oatmeal or cream of wheat, you'd serve it with a little sugar on top, or in my case, a lot of sugar on top, and then put some milk on it to cool it down because you always had oatmeal with milk. Then one day, my dad introduced me to something entirely different for your oatmeal. My dad said, here, try this. And he took my oatmeal, and he took a pat of butter, put a pat of butter on the top of the hot oatmeal, and then he took the maple syrup, you know, the Vermont made, not the real stuff, but that fake stuff you always put on your pancakes when you were a kid. He would take the maple syrup and then squirt it on top of the oatmeal, and the butter would melt, the oatmeal would absorb the taste of the maple syrup, and boy, oh boy, was that good. I loved butter and maple syrup, fake maple syrup, on my oatmeal. It was so tasty. It was like a whole other world of taste sensations opened up to me with that discovery. It made oatmeal a whole new experience for me. I loved it. And to this day, I still have oatmeal with maple syrup on occasion. And yes, the fake stuff. The real stuff is far too expensive to waste on oatmeal. But that was breakfast. We didn't do eggs and toast. I mean, not when we were kids. On school days, you didn't have time. And on weekends, you were sleeping. It wasn't until I got older that I would have eggs and toast for breakfast, or frozen waffles, or frozen pancakes. Those just didn't fit into the timetable we had when we were kids. Lunches I've talked about in the past, you know, the ham sandwich, the bologna sandwich, the salami sandwich, whatever cheap meat was on sale, that's what we had. But the one that you don't see too much anymore, I mean, you can still buy it, but not too many people have liverwurst sandwiches anymore. Liverwurst was a staple. I could count on liverwurst at least once a month, probably more than that. I've blocked it out of my memory how often we had it because it was not good. I mean, we had it and I had to eat it because that's all there was. But liverwurst was a regular thing. The other thing that was a regular thing for lunches, especially at school, those little sun-made raisin boxes. Remember those? You could get a six-pack of little boxes of raisins. And I don't know how many raisins were in there. More than I ever ate. But you could get that six-pack. And with three kids, my mom would buy three six-packs, and that would take her through the week. And every day at lunchtime, we'd have our little box of raisins. That was supposed to be healthy for us. I mean, we still eat raisins, but does anybody send the little box of raisins to school anymore? I tried it once when my kids were young. (laughs) No, that went over really well. 
But when I was a kid, those little boxes of raisins were everywhere, and we always ate them. The little boxes of raisins have been replaced with fruit roll-ups and gushers and Sour Patch Kids and all that stuff that's supposed to have fruit juice in it, that's supposed to make fruit eating fun for the kids. When I was a kid, we didn't have fun eating our fruit. We would have a box of raisins, or to get the veggie, Mom would slice up carrot sticks. She'd put a little Ziploc bag together of carrot sticks. If we didn't have raisins, if we ran out for whatever reason, if they weren't on sale, whatever, we always had carrots, and we always had carrot sticks. And Mom would slice them up, put them in a Ziploc, and that was our healthy option at lunch, to go with our Spam sandwich. We also always had a dessert. Whatever junk snack cake was on sale, that would be dessert for lunch, because every meal had to have a dessert. Yeah, if Mom happened to have made chocolate chip cookies, and if they happened to last more than a day, she would put a couple chocolate chip cookies in a Ziploc and send it on to school with us in our lunch bag. But oftentimes, we'd have one of those Drake's cakes. Here on the East Coast, the Drake's cakes were big. Devil Dogs, which was chocolate cake, rolled up with white cream filling in it. We also had Tasty Cake. Tasty Cake isn't everywhere in the U.S., but Tasty Cake was big around us, too. Hostess, of course, had cakes out there, Twinkies. There were ringdings. Oh, ringdings were good. It was a round cake. It had a blob of white pretend frosting in the middle of it. Kind of like the stuff that was in Twinkies. Cream filling. But it was inside a round chocolate cake. That was dipped in chocolate. Oh, the ringdings were good. The ringding, I think, was put out by Drake's. Because Hostess had something. I'm trying to remember. I think it was called a ding-dong. Ring-ding, ding-dong. I mean, they were super creative with their names. But it was basically the same thing, a round chocolate cake with some kind of creamy filling, also dipped in chocolate. And all of those packages would go on sale, and whatever was on sale, my mom would buy those and throw in in our lunch for dessert. For me, the ultimate of all those desserts was the Susie Q. I liked the Susie Q because it was the biggest of them all. Yes, I loved my food even as a kid. So the bigger the dessert, the better it was for me. The Susie Q was basically a cream-filling sandwich. In the shape of an eclair. You know what an eclair looks like. Well, the Suzy Q had chocolate cake on the bottom. Then there was a thick layer of the cream filling. And then a chocolate layer on top. So, a cream filling sandwich. But instead of bread, chocolate cake. How can you go wrong with that? Oh, the Suzy Qs were the ultimate dessert. They didn't put those on sale very often. I don't remember getting them very often. But when we got them. <laughs> oh, boy. Suzy Q time. It was glorious when you could have Suzy Q time as your dessert. Oh, it was so good. It was a sad day when Hostess went out of business years ago. I know they've come back. I know they're bringing back certain of the dessert cakes, but they're not the same. It's partly because as you get older, you develop different tastes. That happens. It does. Would I sit down and eat a Suzy Q today? Yeah, I would. Would it give me memories of those days? Yeah. But I don't crave a Suzy Q or a Ring Ding or a Ding Dong or a Devil Dog. Not like I used to. Now, if we weren't bringing lunch from home, I've told you about the lunches we would get at school. The Elio's pizza that they always passed off as pizza at the school cafeteria. They'd have hot dog day, of course. They'd have spaghetti and meatball day. they have hamburger day. One of the days that I always looked forward to, though, was Sloppy Joe Day. And Sloppy Joes are things that you don't see anymore. Not really. I mean, you can make them yourself. You can find them on occasion. But Sloppy Joes were a fixture in my life when I was a kid. At least twice a month, we'd have Sloppy Joe Day at the cafeteria. And I love Sloppy Joe's. It had ground meat. I love ground meat. It had a tomato sauce. Oh, I loved a good tomato sauce. But it wasn't really tomato sauce, not like spaghetti sauce. 
The Sloppy Joe sauce has more of a ketchupy Worcestershire sauce kind of flavor to it. And the Sloppy Joes we had at school also had onions in it. When I was a kid, onions were verboten in my house. If mom was using onions, she had to mince it so small you couldn't see the pieces. Because my dad tolerated the onion flavor, but didn't like the chunks of onions in his food. I know. Believe me, I know. That's where we had one of those choppers where you slap it and it chops, chops, chops. You've seen them advertised. They've brought them back like it's a new thing. Those slap choppers have been around for literally decades. But I remember my mom would have to chop up the onion so small because my dad just wouldn't eat anything with chunks of onion in it. But the Sloppy Joes at school, oh, they had the ground meat. They had the tomatoey, ketchupy, Worcestershire sauce. And it had chunks of onion in there. And they'd put that on a hamburger bun. And of course it was sloppy, thus the name. Digging into this sloppy sandwich, the ground meat dripping out of the sides, being able to scoop it up with your spoon when you're done with the sandwich, eat that residue meat. The seasoning was always just tangy enough to get your mouth vibrating. Oh, it was good stuff. I loved a good sloppy joe. I still make sloppy joes. I actually had to introduce Mrs. Gamer Dude to sloppy joes. I mean, she'd heard of them, but she'd never had them, at least the way that I make them. And if you make a good sloppy joe, chunks of onion in there, a nice sweet tomato-based sauce, a little Worcestershire for some savoriness, oh, good stuff, man. And you don't put it on a hamburger bun anymore. You upgrade your bun game, you put it on some bakery-fresh hard roll, maybe a Kaiser roll. Oh, that's a good sandwich. Now, the stuff we used to do at dinner, which we don't really see too much anymore, covered everything from the appetizer course. I'm calling it the appetizer course because mom always had an appetizer of some kind. And it went through the main course, went through the vegetables, and it went through dessert. Now, I'm not sure why mom insisted on having what I'm calling the appetizers, the first stage of the meal. Is it an appetizer? I don't know. I guess it is. It's not like chicken fingers or mozzarella sticks. The appetizer was somewhat healthy-ish, I guess. But quite often, we would have a half a grapefruit for our appetizer. Before we had our regular meal, mom would cut a grapefruit in half. She had a special grapefruit knife to separate the segments. And then each of us, all three of the kids and my dad and her, we'd all have a half a grapefruit. That's how we would start the meal. It wasn't a breakfast thing. It was a dinner thing. I know people have grapefruit for breakfast, but in my house, a half a grapefruit for dinner, that was standard. The other thing that we'd have, usually in the summer, because that's when we could get fresh tomatoes, we'd have sliced tomatoes. But it wasn't just sliced tomatoes. No, no. We had to dress them up to make them appetizery. Mom would slice up tomatoes, and then she would put my dad's Russian dressing on top of the tomato slices. Now, my dad's Russian dressing, he didn't like bottled dressing. Again, seasoning. We can't have that. My dad's Russian dressing consisted of two ingredients, ketchup and Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip is bland mayonnaise, in case you don't know. Miracle Whip is one thing, mayonnaise is another. Both white condiments that you spread on sandwiches or mix with tuna fish or hard-boiled eggs to make egg salad. But Miracle Whip, very, very bland. Because, again, seasoning. But that was my dad's Russian dressing. Ketchup and Miracle Whip in equal parts, and it created an orange dressing. This was my dad's dressing for everything. He used it on salads, and we used it on sliced tomatoes. And that was our summer appetizer, those sliced tomatoes with Russian dressing on top. But wait, that wasn't the end. You had your sliced tomatoes, you'd spread a little Russian dressing on top of it, and then, of course, you had to sprinkle sugar on top of it. Why? To make it sweet, of course. What appetizer worth its salt isn't super sweet? Yeah, we put sugar on that. We put sugar on the grapefruit, of course. You have to have sweet grapefruit. If you're picking up on a theme here, we had a lot of sugar. Sugar on the grapefruit, sugar on the sliced tomatoes. Yeah, we did that. 
But that was the appetizer. Sliced tomatoes, Russian dressing, and sugar. But we ate it. That was part of dinner. We ate it. I'm trying to remember the last time that I saw grapefruit served at dinner or sliced tomatoes with any kind of dressing. I mean, I've had sliced tomatoes with mozzarella and balsamic. That's good. But tomatoes with Russian dressing and sugar? That was a staple of my childhood that you just don't see. Probably anywhere. For the main course, we had pretty standard fare all of the time. We had roasted chicken and hamburgers and spaghetti and meat sauce. We had hot dogs. We had chicken cutlets. We had pork chops. But my mom would try to dress things up or change things up or make things interesting every once in a while. There was a few times, for instance, she tried to serve us cheese fondue for dinner. Cheese fondue, in case you don't know, is basically a pot of cheese that's been melted. And then what you do is you take chunks of bread or chunks of toast or chunks of rolls. You could even use crackers. We didn't have things like tortilla chips or pita chips back then. We had chunks of bread, and that's what we used. And you would dip that into the pot of melted cheese, and that would be dinner. That would be the main course. My dad would eat it, but my dad was a meat and potatoes guy. He wanted his meat. He wanted his potatoes. He wanted his vegetables. Bread and cheese was not a main course for my dad. So we didn't try that very often. Occasionally, just to change things up. Usually on a weekend. But generally, you don't see fondue anymore. Well, let me take that back. There is actually a chain of restaurants out there. I don't know if you've seen the Melting Pot, which is basically a fondue restaurant. You go in there and you can get a pot of cheese for an appetizer. You actually cook your food on the stove that's on the table. Yes, you cook your own food. And then they have melted chocolates or melted creamy stuff for dessert. And you dip fruit or crackers or cake into it. But aside from the Melting Pot, fondue is not a thing. Not like it was when I was a kid. My mom thought it would be a good thing to try, and it worked once every six months or so, but that was it. Mom would also occasionally try something like fish sticks. I mean, you can still find fish sticks, but it's not a staple like it was when I was a kid. Fish sticks would show up in the rotation fairly regularly. Mrs. Paul's fish sticks, that was the big brand when I was growing up. Now you can find Gorton, of course. The Gorton Fisherman has fish sticks too. But Mrs. Paul's was big when I was a kid, and we ate her fish sticks all of the time. We also had those Swanson TV dinners. That was kind of a weekend treat. I mean, it was a treat for mom because she didn't have to cook. But it was a treat for us because we got our own individual little plate. And you got your own individual little dessert, like a little brownie. We didn't want the dinners with the cinnamon apples in them. That's not a dessert. Dessert is sweet. Cinnamon apples. Those are apples. But yeah, we'd have TV dinners. You can still get TV dinners too, but TV dinners were so new and innovative and easy for moms who didn't want to cook every single day of the week. We loved it. We thought it was great. There was another thing that mom tried to break it up, change things up a little bit, give us something different from the usual roasted chicken or meatloaf or hot dogs. If we had leftover chicken, she would spend the afternoon chopping up the leftover chicken, thigh meat, breast meat, whatever. She'd chop it up and make a sauce. I remember she used cooking sherry. There was some cream in there. She'd chop up vegetables too or use a can of mixed vegetables. And she'd make us this steamy, wondrous dish called Chicken a la King. Chicken a la King was a big thing when I was a kid. We had its close cousin too, usually after Thanksgiving, Turkey a la King. I have no idea why it's called a la King. I know I could look it up and find out. But I just remember Chicken a la King being something that mom served, and being something that we'd see at school every once in a while. It's chopped up chicken, mixed vegetables, kind of a sherry sauce with cream in it to give it some body, 
And then you'd serve it over either toast, which was usually our case, because toast is cheap and doesn't take the effort that you have to put in to make biscuits, which was the other alternative. You could also serve it with rice, but mom usually went with toast or biscuits. But yeah, mom would use the four-slice toaster and toast up a bunch of bread, and she'd have that chicken a la king cooking on the stove. And then you'd bring that pan out, and you'd put a couple of slices of toast on your plate, and you'd cover it with the chicken a la king. It was really good, at least as I remember it today. That may not sound great today, but I don't remember too many bad meals when I was a kid. I mean, mom made everything fresh. It all tasted good. She was good in the kitchen. And I remember her chicken a la king, and I remember it being really good. You don't see chicken a la king or turkey a la king anywhere anymore. I'm trying to remember the last time I saw or even heard of chicken a la king. It's been a while. Another one that's been a while? Tuna casserole. Tuna casserole used to be a staple. We'd have tuna casserole several times a year. We had it often enough that it stuck in my head that we had a lot of tuna casserole. Now, tuna casserole was a can of tuna, obviously. You'd put some shredded cheese in there. I know there was mixed vegetables, usually a can of it, or maybe the Jolly Green Giant's frozen vegetables. And then there'd be another cream sauce. You would either make a creamy sauce with cream and butter, little flour in there, or you'd take the easy way and put a can of cream of mushroom soup in there. And then, of course, egg noodles. You had to put egg noodles in there because tuna casserole had to have noodles. So you had your tuna, your vegetables, your sauce, and your noodles. And you'd mix all that up and put it in a casserole dish and bake it in the oven for about 30 minutes. Tuna casserole was another staple of my childhood diet. But I'm trying to remember the last time I saw tuna casserole anywhere. You don't see tuna casserole anymore. Now, did I love tuna casserole? Eh, I liked tuna casserole. I mean, I liked all food when I was a kid. But it was just one of those things that you ate on a regular basis. And I remember it distinctly, and I also know you don't see it. As I mentioned, no dinner at my house was complete without dessert. And we always had dessert. That was a fixture, too. Mom would always make cakes. She would always make cookies. But one of the dessert things that you don't see anymore is pudding. I mean, of course you see pudding. You can find pudding these days, but it's all that prepackaged stuff, the snack packs... You can get the Jell-O instant pudding at the supermarket. You can get the other kind of pudding that you actually have to cook. And mom would use that stuff on occasion. But mom had this recipe for a pudding called pot de creme au chocolat. I know I butchered the French pronunciation, but that's what it was. It was a French dish. And it was a very thick, very rich pudding. And it required cooking and a double boiler and separating the eggs because you only use the egg yolk and not the egg white. And then you had to have plenty of time to let it set in the fridge after you cooked it. But this was one of those decadent pudding dishes that you just don't see too much anymore because it wasn't runny pudding. You know how you get a snack pack and you put the spoon in and it's, you know, it's pudding-ish. But with this pot de creme au chocolat, you'd put the spoon in and there was a thickness to it. It was almost like spooning molten chocolate, except it wasn't hot. You cooked it so that everything would blend together properly, but then you refrigerated it. So you'd dig into this soft, pliable chocolate, and you'd take a taste, and it was just like an explosion of chocolate. You could use any kind of chocolate, milk chocolate, semi-sweet chocolate chips, dark chocolate. With my dad and my family's sweet tooth, she would use the sweetest chocolate she could find. She didn't make this one very often, because it was time-consuming. I mean, between taking care of three kids and cleaning up the house and making dinner every night, she didn't often have time to indulge in pot de creme au chocolat. But when she did, oh my, it was so good.
So that's a sampling of the stuff that we just don't have for dinner or lunch or breakfast anymore. Most of the stuff. I mean, I skipped over the deviled eggs. We used to have deviled eggs all the time as an appetizer. I skipped over the jello mold. We would make jello. Mom would put fruit in it. She'd put Cool Whip in it sometimes to make it sweeter, of course. Because jello isn't sweet enough, we need to add the Cool Whip. But yeah, we had a whole bunch of stuff that you just don't see anymore or you just don't make anymore. It's weird when you sit down and think about that stuff. Oh yeah, I used to eat that all of the time. Like until I started putting this episode together, I hadn't thought of a box of raisins in my lunch in literally years. But as I started thinking about it, I said, oh yeah, I had those every day. It's funny what you think about what you remember when you take the time to do it. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. As always, I can't thank you enough for your support. And I really do appreciate all of the time that you spend here. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves, and I'll see you when I see you.